Check this out. Today I'm gonna show y'all a little bit about living off the land, a little bit about nature, a little bit about wilderness and camping. You know what I'm saying? First thing you need to know, y'all, is how to build a campfire. You know what I'm saying? The average person, when they build a campfire, they come up like a bunch of sissies with a pack of matches. Yo, you don't need no matches. What you need is one of these, a stick of dynamite. You know what I'm saying? That'll start any campfire. Yo, yeah. Aw oh, man, it seems I can't get my food from the can. I wanna make an explosion, but I can't do the implosion. I wanna make a decision, but I can't do it with precision. You know what I'm saying? I wanna get my food out of the inside of the can, but my M5000's not gonna do it. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna dehydrate and I'm gonna die unless I go the natural way, like a naturalist, like any good camper. I find myself a cactus and inside the cactus, with a little bit of practice, you can get yourself some juice. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do it the natural way. None of this eating out of a can. I'm gonna eat the natural way. Juice from a cactus. And how do you get the juice from a cactus? With an M12000. <laughs> about the cactus is all erect I just want to get in here to get some juice I can't get beans from a can I can't start a fire that's my desire what am I I'm looking like nothing you know what I'm saying I just want to drink juice I just want to camp and teach you yo I'm a naturalist I live off the wild in the wilderness I should be able to do this yo I'm gonna be back and show you in a minute first I'm going down to the 7-eleven get myself a slurpee and some Doritos peace
Oh, 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 what's up, 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 y'all? Whoa, that was like some uh, electromagnetic interference or something, you know what I'm saying? What is going on, everyone? Welcome back, welcome back, my friends, or welcome for the first time to the Treehouse Lounge. Cause that's where you're at right now if you're hearing these sound waves bouncing off your eardrums and sending an electrical signal to your brain or something like that then you're in the lounge all right it means basically you're not a dickhead <laughs> so congratulations good news as usual i'm your host <laughs> Mortimer Magic Main coming at you live and direct from the Treehouse Complex in the big forest. And we got some hot tracks for you today, man, because we are still in the G's. We're grooving and gliding through the grateful G's with Marvin Gaye, R.I.P., my man, the Prince of Soul, some said. We got some big tunes from this guy. This guy was a uh, quintuple threat. I don't know. He could do it all. He could do it all. And uh, pretty sure he's got a clean sheet too. Cleanish sheet. Marvin Gaye. But before we talk about him, let's talk about. Let's talk about the movie that we watched. <laughs> if you can call it that. Okay. It was a movie. It was a movie. We all loved, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you can remember back two days ago, but when we were here, we watched the original Witches film, the Roald Dahl one, and we all loved it, and I talked about this, okay, and we're all just like, well, we have to check out this new one, because in 2020, 2021, the new one came out with Anne Hathaway, and basically, it's like this, it's like... The Witches original was a children's movie that adults could watch and basically forget that they were watching a kid's movie, a movie made for kids, which the children also enjoyed. But the new Witches is so glaringly a kid's movie that um, no adult or like few adults will enjoy with all like the friggin' crap special effects and all the oh it was just so it was like this you know what it was like it's like this the original witches was a joint a doobie a bone an l to be enjoyed this latest one is like a fucking popeye cigarette you know what i'm saying like a piece of chalk in your mouth <laughs> That's my take on it. Don't go see the movie. I don't even think your kids are going to like it. Okay? Show them the original and don't even tell them that there's some other one out because it's just the time suck. And it's just like one of these like, this is what the world is coming to. You know? Anyways. Moving on. Marvin Gaye. Originally spelled G-A-Y. Born. Washington, D.C., USA, 1939. Dead, 
April 1st, 1984, 12.38 p.m. of a gunshot wound through the heart. GSW was perpetrated by Marvin Gaye's father, his minister father. That's how we're going to start it off today, all right? So let's just say that his abusive ass minister father beat him up like every other day, often. Like really laying hands on, like just, I was thinking about it, man. Like these kids, they get beat up by their parents. They must be constantly sore, you know, fucking bruises all over the place and shit. Like Jesus Christ. Anyways, Marvin was the second oldest of four kids. And according to my mom's situation, her Hong Kong POW father, it was clear that the boys got the worst of it, the two boys out of four, and that the eldest boy certainly got the worst of it. So Marvin Gaye was not the eldest, but him and his dad just, he got kicked out of his house so many times he eventually just dropped out of high school and joined the Air Force. So that reminded me, when I learned this today, that reminded me of uh, Johnny Cash or Jimi Hendrix. Poor, you know, not many options. What am I gonna do? I need a job join the military shit i did the same thing myself people okay (laughs) marvin apparently uh really was surprised with all the menial tasks that a, a new recruit is expected to execute flawlessly just like you know polishing brass and mopping floors So apparently he faked a mental illness (laughs) and was discharged shortly after, like it worked. He received a general discharge, not like the honorable discharge that guys in movies are like, Hey, it was an honorable discharge, alright? I didn't do anything wrong, okay? Anyways, he started out his career in DC, hooked up with Bo Diddley, which I was like, whoa, legend. Bo tried to get signed Marvin and the Marquis, Marvin's then band, to Chess Records, but to no avail. No dice for Marvin on uh, chess, but that was fine because I think like he did just fine with Motown and Barry Gordy. Shit, Marvin even married Barry Gordy's sister, alright? Barry Gordy, the entrepreneur and brain and workhorse behind the Motown empire. Legend himself. What else? What else? Oh yeah, so like I said, I, th- I thought it was interesting that uh, his name was originally spelled G-A-Y. But like Sam Cooke, he added an E to, you know, (laughs) change it up to silence the haters because apparently there was some speculation that I guess he was like, was he the first celebrity to have gay as a last name and not change it? And people were like, what's he trying to say, you know? And it's just like, fuck, it's just my name, (laughs) you know? Uh, But then some also speculated that it was to like separate himself from his father and the his patriarchy in that lineage so i was like okay interesting let's just get into the tunes right now let's take it back to 1968 when marvin laid this one down this song was written by a motown duo whitfield and strong who wrote this in 1966 it was released by Smokey robinson and the miracles in 66 
on Motown. The following year, Gladys Knight as the and the Pips in '67 on Motown, and then in '68, Marvin Gaye on Motown. The same song because Barry Gordy was hiring songwriters just right. He was. You had the talent and the songwriters. They didn't necessarily have to be working together at the same time. So think about that. It's like Chuck Berry with the let's twist and then next year let's twist again. But it would be like some other person on the same label as Chuck Berry, which I think might have been Chess even. It's just like they get to do twist and then they came out with it. Three years in a row, this song. And the funny thing was, they were all successful. Like, that's how good the song is, and that's how good the talent was. I was down with this song since the 80s. I remember being a little kid out in the backyard playing a board game that someone had bought me. That, like, obviously, I was way too young to be playing it. And you can't even play board games by yourself, you know what I'm saying? But the thing, the point was that it was a California Raisins board game. And, you know... The California Raisins had a little show too that I watched and I was down with these guys. Anthropomorphic Raisins who, you know, did covers of uh, The Temptations and uh, The Four Tops and stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're just going to have to take my uh, word for this, you know, because basically, baby, basically, 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 you're hearing it from me. You're just hearing it through the grapevine.
Okay, that was the best recording I could muster. <laughs> so it was a little harsh toke to the vocals there, but uh, still, man, it's the grooves. You know, you still felt the vibrations, right? Okay, check this out. The album that we're working with today is the Marvin Gaye Anthology. So all the tunes, which is cool because it allows me to kind of work linearly. Okay, so we started in 1968 there with Heard It Through the Grapevine. That song, like I said, Marvin Gaye didn't write, but in 1965, the Watts riots happened in LA and Marvin asked himself, how can I go on singing love songs with the world exploding all around me? So after he had had some success with uh, Barry Gordy and Motown, apparently he, he asked Barry and uh, he, he said, he's like, I want to do uh, protest music. And Barry Gordy was like, get, get out of here. You know, like Barry Gordy wanted to sell him as a, a sex symbol and you know not as a disruptor so that was kind of like a lot of a lot of people could criticize bg for that bg the third for that you know and, and i'm sure they do of course right marvin not only had a four octave vocal range but he he could write songs and he was a very talented drummer as well as pianist like serious business he worked as a session musician he worked with Chuck Berry. I realized I said uh, Chuck Berry early when I meant to say Chubby Chucker when I was talking about the twist, okay? Funny thing though about Marvin that I learned from like interviews with friends and contemporaries is that he just could not dance. <laughs> Man like had no moves and then I, I looked up some of the old footage and yeah, like he looks like Elaine Bennis, you know, like on the dance floor. But then, as I was doing other research, it was it like made a note that uh, Marvin didn't take dance lessons. And if I had not seen the video footage of him, I'd have just assumed that like Marvin didn't care about dancing. He was too serious about the music. But everybody was dancing back in the day. In fact, Motown had their own choreographer that taught like all these acts how to you know be out there on stage like doing the moves and stuff because that was that was part of the thing, man. Part of the swing, like you got to move your body to the music. But when Marvin did it, he just looked weird. But you know, I think it was just because he's like, I don't, I can't dance. I don't like dancing. He's like, I don't want to dance, so that's why he didn't take the dance lessons. Not just because he was like, I don't have time for it because he wasn't good at it. Maybe like the only thing he wasn't good at. Okay, in 1970, his longtime partner, duet partner, Tammy Terrell, died. And Marvin suffered, so, uh, he went into a depressive state. And then get this, in 1970, at the age of 31, Marvin Gaye wanted to play professional football with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> And I was like, what the... He didn't end up getting a tryout, I think. Because, like, everyone's just like, Marvin, like, you're crazy, man. And, uh, yeah. He, uh... He had a cocaine addiction. And apparently, booze. And... The song... What's Going On? That we're gonna listen to next. Barry Gordy was like, I said no protest music. But Marvin is like, it's a love song. It's about like lamenting for all the ills of society. 
It was based off of an incident that happened to um, so one of the members of the Four Tops witnessed in 1969. They were touring and they stopped in Berkeley, California. And while they were there, there was a pretty infamous like police brutality incident that was later renamed Bloody Thursday. And uh, Marvin was kind of just like, what's going on? And if you listen to the lyrics, which were added by Marvin himself, the music was written by someone else, but he's talking about racism, police brutality, drug abuse, environmental issues, anti-war, you know, Vietnam still going on, black power, MLK's assassination, RFK's assassination, Kent State, all this stuff that uh, we have looked at at least a little bit or mentioned before. So what's going on, Wagwan? Why don't we let Marvin ask the question?
At one point in his career, Marvin was making about a half million bucks a night. That's how much one show was bringing in personally to him. All of a sudden, he had IRS tax issues, along with his drug abuse and general rock star life. So he became one of these tax exiles. He moved to Europe like Phil Collins. So like going from zero dollars to millions to all of a sudden the millions that you now have are so precious that you can't give the lawful amount to the government so people who need the services that don't have millions of dollars can get them. And the rich people are just like, oh, it's too much money to give away. Even if they, you know, they only made the fucking money like two years ago. Anyways, that's crazy, but that's how people are. So he moved to Belgium and uh, apparently cooled it with the drugs a bit and started exercising and got closer to his god. And uh, yeah, a comeback they called it. Except uh, he signed to CBS this time. He was done with Motown. And then in 1983, Sexual Healing came out and it was another smash hit. We don't have Sexual Healing because the record I have is, is put out by Motown so they wouldn't have the rights to that Sexual Healing would on C be on CBS. But that's fine, okay? That's fine with me. Because I got, I got another good one. This is Duet with Tammy Terrell. First time I heard the sample would have been uh, Method Man and Mary J. Blige, which would have been when I saw the video and Method Man, those contact lenses had just come out, like that you could just like put whatever on them. And uh, Method Man was like wearing them as part of his thing. And it was like pretty scary, you know? And like it goes through the whole video and Method Man's like on the streets, like making moves, you know, avoiding trouble, you know? And all he's trying to do is get his lady some Tampax, you know what I'm saying? So at the end, you're just like, oh man, you know, he's just, uh, he's just a good guy, method man, you know, he's not out there hurting people, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a love song, okay? So this one goes out to my true love, only. <laughs> took one look at you and it was plain to see you were my destiny
Okay, people, my people, listen up, because I'm going to do this fast, all right? I'm going to squeeze in one more song, because I think it's important, y'all. I know everybody got their days going on and stuff to do, maybe, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's already, like, 30, you know, it's already been half an hour magic, like, what the fuck? Check this out, wrapping up Marvin Gaye, okay? After the success, again, of sexual healing in 1983, he started hitting the drugs again, man. The White Widow, you know what I'm saying, the Snowflake, Santa Slay. He moved back into his parents' house. On the aforementioned date, April 1st, 1984, he tried to intervene in a fight between his parents. His dad pulled out the gun and fired two rounds into his son, killing him. Marvin left behind three kids. He was in two movies, acting as a Vietnam veteran, interestingly, in both. And this quote, he said later in life, I don't make records for pleasure. I did when I was a younger artist, but I don't today. I record so that I can feed people what they need, what they feel. Hopefully, I record so that I can help someone overcome a bad time. That's what Marvin said. So that's the wisdom. That's what we're going to be thinking about, okay? As we move on today, and we're going to acknowledge that these inner city pressures exist, but they don't control us, okay? They will always exist. <laughs> that's the secret, right? So it's how you handle the stress. And how you handle stress is if you don't feel it, it's not there. So, I hope everyone had a great show today. I certainly did. I had a lot of fun. Bring it back here tomorrow, okay? I got, I'm going to have some more of this good juice for you. This has been my pleasure. Your buddy Mortimer, the Magic Man, main El Matador, Safecracker, coming at you with the juice and not feeling the pressure, all right? But feel the tunes, feel the vibrations because... I'm going to see you tomorrow. But for right now, I'm going to say peace, y'all. Peace. Peace. No pressure. No stress. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll see ya tomorrow.
Let me go. 